welcome to the 186th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Hooray! Holy cow! Look at us go! We're amazing! We're something. (laughs) You certainly are. Persistent? Yeah. Yeah, we just keep going. (laughs) We're like the Energizer Bunny. I could see that. Okay, so who's the pink fluffy one? Definitely me. (laughs) So this summer, Christine and I decided to do a movie marathon of shark movies. Oh. And the quality of said shark movies varies. We started with movies like all of the Jaws. Jaws 1, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, Jaws 4, Jaws the Revenge. Which, you know, has quite the swinging quality just amongst those movies. Wow. Jaws is the reason that my mother would not go in the ocean. <laughs> like, straight up would never, ever go in the ocean. Like, we would go to the beach every summer for like a week and she would never, ever go past her knees. Well, growing up, I lived in Florida for a little bit and my mother worked at Universal Studios, which was awesome. Except when she was like, hey, let's go on this new ride because it was right after they had updated and redone the Jaws ride. And she put me right on the outside. And then that's where like Jaws attacks and everything. And then I was terrorized and terrified for the rest of my life there. But she had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) It's revenge for me breaking her nose when I was like three. What? Oh, geez. What's that story? You have never told me that story. Oh, oh, I okay. Well, real quick, we went mini golfing and she was standing behind me and I had seen golfing on TV and you know, what do they do with the drivers? Take a big swing back. Yup. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, it was at Pirate's Cove in Florida, by the way, the mini golf course. I still remember it to this day. I'm sure they still remember you. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's Florida. They, they probably didn't have medical. Oh, yeah. No, they didn't have insurance. They never reported it. Your mom didn't sue, did you? <laughs> no, no. She was still a Canadian citizen at the time. Oh, yeah. So definitely not. So she said sorry and you moved along? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know my mother-in-law and I love her dearly, but I can promise you there was a lot of swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. She can have a sailor's mouth if she <laughs> when she needs to. <laughs> Well, speaking of sailors, I don't know how they can transition into you being into a forge. So here you are. Speaking of sailors, there's one in our party and here we are. Yar! Ah, that's true. Oh, very nice to done. Yes. This is why I'm the smart one. Yeah, well, fair. Someone needs to be. Someone has to. So you guys found your way into what you think is the hidden forge after finding a bunch of clues. You were able to find it. Came down the stairs from the secret entrance. You spoke friend and disarmed both of the golems. And then you guys got to another door and did a little peeky poo as Twin Talon does. And he heard two voices arguing, looked in, only saw one person. And then you guys decided to maybe attack. I don't know exactly what you guys wanted to do after that. So I don't think we knew what we wanted to do. What do you want to do? Turn around, leave. What do you guys want to do? We'll start with, well, I'll ask the group. Are you guys going to just kick down the door and start fighting or what are you going to do? Can you remind us like the content of their conversation? Because I don't recall. They're kind of discussing what they should do and how to proceed with everything that is going on and when they should let the slaves rest for a moment. Right, because in the room to the south, we saw the Wheel of Pain with all the slaves pushing the wheel around, right? Yes. Yeah, so they're clearly working towards something. 
Wrong game. No, that's what it is. It's a, it's a wheel of pain. It's a wheel with little bars with things to grab on, and people are walking in circles. Drives a chain, does a thing. Yeah, but I think that's trademarked. We might get in trouble. Let's call it a ceaseless mill. <laughs> or a wheel of motivation. That's what we like to call it. That works. Wheel of motivation. It's where the unpaid interns go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could just say it's an onboarding process. It's good. It's building character. An experience. Exposure? Oh, God. Exposure. You're getting paid in exposure. It's teaching them life skills. Revolutions will continue until morale improves. I'm getting flashbacks to my 20s. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, so roll initiative then? Uh, if you want. Also, just to give you guys a better description, the air in this room is unusually warm and laced with the stink of unwashed bodies. Several doors provide exits with a single door to the south hanging open through which the sound of machinery grinding can be heard. So dubstep. Got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I now know what uh, soundscaping I'm doing. Thank you. What you need to do is you need to find the sound of the Saints Row 4 dubstep gun and use that. Hopefully I won't get in trouble for using it, but... Uh... Well, we'll see. All right. Well, we already know that they're slavers and they're discussing like how far they can push these people, essentially. And we also know that the woman, I remember being, since she was like tall, I thought she was like, she was exceptionally tall, is wearing the ring that we are looking for that was stolen from that dwarven counselor. It was like cord. Yes. And she's got the sapphire ring. So I think these are our people. Yeah, we could always fight to subdue, you know, tie them up, leave them to be interrogated later as we explore. Sure. We need to make sure that they're hooked up in a way that, that you know, as we're exploring, they're not going to get away. Oh, yeah. Well, don't we have plenty of Scarlet Triad shackles? We've only got like a hundred, okay? I don't know how we can spare <laughs> one. We've been throwing them to the bag forever. For a moment of irony and, you know. Yep. <laughs> how are we going to stop them from alerting other people? By asking nicely? I don't... Knock them the fuck out, I think. No. Okay. Either way, combat's going to... Like, if we if we subdue them, either, you know, unconscious or dead, then they're not going to tell anybody. So we just got to stop them from exiting. We're all flashing back to the quarry with the one person running ahead and making 17 encounters run together, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, still too soon. <laughs> still too soon. I hear you whistling innocently, Sean. <laughs> That's not me. What is happening? But okay, I think go in, try to subdue these people and try to make it quick. All right. So you guys can roll either perception or stealth for initiative because you do have the element of surprise. I'm also going to give you all a plus one on top of that. I would like to rage as well. All right. You may rage. So let's go over initiativos. Christine, what did you get? I used stealth and I got a 36. All right. Haya. I used gumption and rolled a 22. Okay. <laughs> Heidi. I blind rolled it, the dead. You got a 34. Hell yeah. Matt. Twin Talon rolled perception and got a 42. And Rob. We rolled with perception and we got question mark. Ah, you got a 25. Yes, the royal we. The royal we. I took a royal we one. <laughs> all right, starting with Matt, you go first. Abandoning all context on that. <laughs> all right, Twin Town's going to step in the room. Hey, it looks like a Durgar baby or something. I don't know what this is. Durgar babies will do the same for you. So what do I see when I come through here and there's a person around the corner? What do they look like? Gray skin lady, white hair. Yep, gray-skinned lady, white hair, medium-sized, maybe dwarf, maybe Dwergar. Kind of seemed kind of squat in their token. I thought it was a Durgar because of gray skin. It's a good guess. But if you wanted to use an action to try and identify them a little bit better, you could. Eh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I died the same. 
Hopefully not. Sheesh. So Twin Talon runs in the room and the tall lady is straight ahead. He sees the, the Durgar to his right to the west when he runs in and he hooks down around them and ends up on the other side of them. And he is going to attack. Boo. I don't like when you do that. Well, you know. It's kind of the thing I do. Mm-hmm. Doing that thing I do. Uh, they are flat-footed. Okay, I need to stop rolling that blind. Bullshit. Did I hit? <laughs> Did I crit? Did I miss? That is a 31. 31 will miss. How many hero points do I have? Do I still have three? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I'm going to reroll that then. I'd like to spend one. All right. 38. That is a hit. All right. So the first time I rolled a three, I rerolled and got a 10. So that's uh, a little bit better. Plus, oh, nothing. Nothing yet. But I'm going to put precise debilitation on them. So uh, that's 32 damage. 25 piercing. Five sonic. Two electricity. Looks like it all goes through. Okay. And then I'd like to attack again. Hopefully rolling high. 32. That is a miss. Uh, I kind of want to use another hero point, but I also don't want to waste it if my dice are just going to be shitty. What do you roll on the die? Eight. I would. You know you only need a 10 to hit. Yeah. Well, I might need a 14. I don't know. I'm just going to hold off for now. Yeah, it doesn't tell me what the target is. And then Taysani's going to come in, flippity-flapping. Like she do. Like she do. And mostly, okay, she's just going to come in and kind of stand kind of in the middle of things. Okay, yeah, that's my turn. All right. Next up is Soraya. I'm also going to run into the room so I can get a lay of what's actually happening here. So, yes, I see the two people. I mean, we're down in the, the dark lens. I could throw a bottle of sunlight and just see what happens because they could blind people. That might be interesting. Um, let's let's do that. I'm going to make and hook a, a bottle of sunlight. I'm going to aim at the tall, intimidating lady. 36 to hit her. Bless you. 36 will hit. Hell yeah. Righty. All right, finally. Somebody should hit her. Exactly. Okay, so the bottle sunlight damage is interesting because it does positive and fire. That's going to do eight positive damage, nine fire damage, and three positive splash. Very nice. Okay, so it all looks like it goes through. Cool. Nice. Let us look like it all goes through. Undead with a particular vulnerability to sunlight take the maximum positive damage. So I don't know if they are or not. Let's do that again. Nice. Yeah. Do it. Blow her up. <laughs> or don't. No, I, I like doing that, actually. Um, but actually, I always have my trusty misfires on me. So I'm going to use one of those as well because they are superior. So how tall is this lady? Is she like Lady Dimitriscu tall or... Like, what are we talking about? Lady Dimitriscu is the big booby resident evil lady that you guys see all the memes about. The really big woman. She's just tall, like six something, six, eight, six, 14. My kind of lady. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know she's his kind of lady. Who's going to run in and rage and then fall in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh's just like, I like you. Where'd you come from? Why are we fighting you now? Oosh, 21. 21 is a critical miss. I'm going to hear a point that then, because I believe I have two at least. Yes. Hey, might as well. Smoke them if you got them. Hey, uh, that's actually a 38, not a 43, but... 38 is a hit. Alrighty, still pretty great. That's 15 fire damage and three persistent. Are the dice you're using black on black? I, they they haven't been. I don't know why they changed. <laughs> I have to go in and do that now. But yes, they appear to be at this point. I'm not sure why. I'm going to go adjust my settings and it's not my turn. Anyone out there, this is a great advice. Use black on black dice and then just tell people what you rolled because they can't fucking see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks like it's another 20. It's weird. <laughs> Wait a minute. God, I wish I could just do that. 
Or white on white, that works too. Yeah, uh, white on white, you get the shadows better, I feel. I guess, probably, yeah. All right, is that it for you, Christine? Yes, that would be my three actions. But yeah, so it does 3d8, three persistent, and three splash. I think she gets a uh, 21 damage all told from that. Yep. Alrighty, yeah, that's my turn. Next up is Ooh. <gasps> All right, let's go. Um, I would like to sudden charge at, with a silencing strike right at this barely injured lady right in front of me. The large lady. The large lady. Come on, beat me, mommy. Step on me. I like a lady that can make me feel small. <laughs> there we are with a silencing strike. Yeah, and you could have gotten there even without sudden charging. I don't think I have a movement of 30. I think it's 25, right? Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. What did I get? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, 47. 47? Good lord. That is a critical hit. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Woo! So with my silencing strike, you must make a, you must exceed a fortitude save against my class DC. So you have to reach 33. I feel like if you crit on somebody with one of those things, it could make the DC higher. How's a critical fail on that? The creature is stunned three instead of stunned one. <gasps> yes. Your speech is raspy and hard to understand. Stunned three? Yes, yeah, stunned three instead of stunned one. You must exceed a DC 11 flat check to use linguistic actions or verbal spell casting components until the end of your next turn. Hooray! Damn. <laughs> I'm speechless. Like, I don't know what to say. Literally, because I've silenced you. I mean, yes, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Critical hit card. Let's play. This is number 46. This is lean into the blow, triple damage, and you drop your weapon. Bitch. All right, let's get some damage. 26 times three. Oh, you didn't do your martial thing yet, right? Martial's aura. I have unlimited duration martial's aura, so yeah. Well, yep. To do it, you have to do like the intimidation check at the beginning, right? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 26 times three? 78. Hooray! <laughs> that's a good first action. Yeah, that's a good opening volley. Yeah, opening volley. Look at you go. <laughs> Sheesh. So that was two actions. Okay, she went from barely to badly injured. So go ooh. All right. Yeah, seriously. All right, I strike again. Do you want to pick up your axe or are you striking with your fists? Oh, I drop my weapon or they do? It says you drop your weapon. Triple damage. You drop your weapon. Oh, boo. Yeah, I guess I got to go pick up my weapon. My weapon! Oh no! <laughs> it's lodged into her like shoulder that you're you gotta pull it out of the shoulder. Excuse me. And don't forget, she's also on fire still. Nothing like having an argument with your coworker and someone runs in, sets you on fire, and then <laughs> lodges an axe <laughs> in your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Office work is tough. Worst day in the office. Mondays, am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, you still have one more action. Well, I got to pick up my weapon now. Okay, so you you dislodge your axe. I pull it out of its face. Okay, so the shorter gray-skinned, white-haired creature who's next to Twin Talon kind of shakes their head and is like, what just happened? <laughs> and they're going to take a step back, draw their whip, and then strike at Twin Talon with the whip that has reach for a third action. That is a... 44 to hit. That hits. All right. So you're going to take 25 points of regular damage and 24 regular one acid for a total of 25 points of damage. And that is their turn. Not two shabs. Not great, though. No, not great at all. Oh, 
Rob, it's your turn. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Mayhem. Death. So standard. That looked like a hallway from where I was standing before. So I made a movement. You did make a movement. I did a thing. Yay! Time to do another thing. Sorry. The problem I'm having is everybody's intertwined with the bad guys, and most of my spells are area effect. <laughs> Crap. Seems fine to me. Yeah, right? There sometimes has to be collateral damage, Rob. I'm just saying. Well, just think about what everybody's good at, you know. No. So use, like, reflex saves if you're going to hit Tin Talon. Use fortitude saves if you're going to hit Ooh. I'm going to use a phantasmal killer on this gentleman next to me. Not a fan, but okay. Is that a gentleman? Looks like she's got big gray lipstick on. That's why I thought it was a lady. I guess it could be a guy. Gentlemen can wear lipstick, too. I guess so. Oh, see, I thought their mouth was just open. Yeah, I thought so, too. So that's a failure. Yep. So you're going to take 8d6 mental damage, and you will be frightened, too, as a giant undead crow lands on your shoulder and starts pecking at your ear. <laughs> oh, all right. Question mark, question mark, question mark damage. That would be 25 points of damage and frightened, too. They're still barely injured. Jeez but they're terrified. Well, you only hit him once. Yeah, but I hit him for 30-something. He hit him for 25, so that's over 50 damage. I mean, 75 took the other lady down to badly injured. Well, we know who the boss is here. It's me, because I'm next. (laughs) Oh, no. Get you some. (laughs) Brianna apparently had her brain in in the clouds for a second. She's like, wait, what is happening? Oh, no. And then she will scurry along forward into the room and make some quick calculations as to where to position herself. It looks like Twin Talon and Tesani are in good position. So I think she is going to, she's just going to squat and like make eye contact with this gray skinned person and just do a Padme. <laughs> She'll move once forward now. Does she maintain eye contact to show dominance? Exactly. That's exactly it. Now, I'm assuming you're moving in such a way that would not provoke an attack of opportunity, right? She can move south of Tesani and then southwest, and that would be the first one in. So Yeah. Okay. Fine. If you're going to play that way. I am. Smart. Yeah. I'm going to try to play smart. And then we're going to thwack. You're going to hit ooh? I think in my mind's eye, I'd see Brianna tapping ooh, but that's not really in character, so that's more me. <laughs> Just gently. Tapping that ooh. Tapping that ooh. Love tap. Now is a 39. That's a hit, unfortunately. Beautiful. I don't know if both good and positive happen, but if that is the case, then it's 25 damage. Disrupting wouldn't happen unless they're undead. But we do not know. Correct. We don't know. So I'm just verbally vomiting all the things that my sword can do at John and then letting him decide. That's the positive is the disrupting, right? Not the good? Or is... Yes. Okay. Yeah, if you look at the breakdown above that, it says disrupting, plenty six positive. So I moved in, I struck once, and I'll raise my shield. All right. It's now the tall lady's turn, but she is stunned three, (laughs) which means she loses two actions because they rolled a natural one. Which means... So she'll still be stunned at the start of her next turn. That is correct. Hooray! Oh, ooh. She was so surprised. Yeah, well done. I was surprised. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And then she takes three damage from that fire and rolls to put it out and rolls a natural 20. So the fire's out, but the lights are still out for them. (laughs) Fire's out and with it. Go the light. Goes the light in the attic. Heidi, I'm giving you a hero point for your attack. Oh, 
Thanks. Great. You're welcome. Back to the top of round two. Matt, you are up. Go, Matt, go. Twin Talon's going to step in and attack again. There we go. Natural 20. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just roll high. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's all it was. Just had to roll high. (laughs) Piercing. Blowback. The target is knocked prone. So they still take double damage and then they are knocked prone. I'll take it. Prone is a great condition to put on somebody. A very nice condition. It is. Yeah. So that's 66 plus 2d6, additional six, and then 12 more. Another 12? Yeah, because that's double two. Oh, <laughs> I didn't double those. I mean, the 66 is already doubled, but it's 12 damage from the precise debilitation. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I'll re-up that. All right. Ugh. All right. I'll attack again. I'm going to attack. Try to do non-lethal. See if we can knock them out. So minus two? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. That was a natural one. Ow. That's the other side of the die. So that's a critical miss. Would you like to hero point that? Yeah, I got two. Let's do that. It's still not letting me do the thing where I can reroll. That's really weird. You should reroll with the black on black dice, though. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, I cannot open the controls for that mod, so uh, I can't change my dice. (laughs) A 29. 29. So I think that's a miss, but not a critical miss, probably. Yes, that is a miss, not a critical miss. All right. And Taysani will uh, flap up next to this gray-skinned Jurgar. All right, Christine, it is your turn. It is my turn. And the, the alchemist fires are seem to be serving well, so I'm going to throw one at our lady friend over here. That's a 40 to hit. Oh, damn. Get wrecked. A uh, 40 that will hit, not crit. All righty. That is still 21 damage, three persistent, and three splash, so are we keeping them alive for questioning, or are we... Yes. Burn up to the ground. <laughs> I, I, I hope. Okay, so that means I will target the... Oh, the other one's badly injured, too, but they're not near death. I'll hit the other one with my other alchemist fire. We probably only need one of them alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's true, but that's a 32. That was aimed at the one near Twin Talon and Chisani. That'll hit. Uh, and that is another same damage as before, so 24 plus the three persistent. The 24 includes the three splash. All right. And then since I have, if I move in, I can't do anything else with my turn. I'm going to start fishing around in my bag because I'm sure I have rope or something to tie people up with, and I will pull that out in preparation for when one of my teammates knocks one of these people out. Yeah, might as well. All right, next up is Ooh. Yow! Me! I'm gonna do a Dread Marshal's stance. Intimidation check, okay. I'm gonna find where it says intimidation. 30. That is a success. Hooray! Okay, now you get uh, damage bonuses. Okay. All right. And I would like to strike a bitch. Are you attacking non-lethally or are you just going for blood? What are we doing again? Knock him out. Murder and mayhem. All right. (laughs) Non-lethal damage. So you roll with a minus two. (laughs) Oh no. So one on the die for a 28. I would like to re-roll that. Go ahead. 33. 33 will hit. All right, 33 damage, non-lethal. All right, I'm gonna try and hit again. Okay. What? 39. Hell yeah. Was that non-lethal? Yes. 37, okay, it's still a hit then. 33. Would you like to describe how you knock this poor person out who's on fire? I thought the fire went out. There's more fire. Oh, okay, sorry, brain fart. <laughs> I have my own sound effects. So, uh, ooh comes in 
and she's like slicing and slicing and slicing with her axe and then she turns it around so that the butt is on the, the slicing end and she just hits him really hard on the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I turn to the other body and I look at him and I point my fingers at my eyes and I point my fingers at his eyes and I'm like, you're next. <laughs> they would be shaking in their boots. Pretty sure that's a feat you can take. I was gonna, do you have that feat? I do. I have two feet. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you'd like to do? I will make moves to get closer. I want to take a five foot step. <sighs> All right. Well... I'm not sure what to do. Cry. 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 I am. Surrender. Surrender is always an option. Wait, are you stalling to see if you're going to give us a decision next week? Sean? No. He's going to wait till my turn and then say it. I'm going to... <laughs> I need more actions. That's my problem right now. <laughs> if you're stalling, you got to tell us you're stalling. It's the law. I know. No, I'm not stalling. I'm, I'm legitimately trying to figure out what to do. Being prone is what's really messing me up. Yeah, that and frightened too. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to make an attack at who knocked them prone. It was Twin Talon, right? Correct. With this crit. All right. So, yeah, we're going to lash out with the whip here. Do they get a negative for being prone? Prone. Minus two. Yes. Okay. That's a 38 to hit. That's it. Damage. That's 19 points of slashing and three points of acid for 22 points of damage. Minus 16, because I liberate. Could you not liberate? Nope, it's my whole thing. It's the only <laughs> thing I know how to do. All right. It's like 87% of her character. And then forging is the other 13. So that's six points of damage. And would anyone like to take two steps? Yes. Oh, fuck, I can't. Never mind. Anyone but you. I will. I said I was prepared to tie people up, so I'm going to move over to the unconscious woman in the corner. She is 10 feet away from me. <laughs> that works. Could Tesani move north, please? Tesani will go down here and help Soraya. Oh, okay. Does that work? Sure. I thought she'd want to flank with U. Oh, she could do that. I forgot. She's a plus two pterodactyl, so she'll go over there. Yeah. <laughs> She's a plus two pterodactyl. That's right. I have a friend. Besides, Jasper has his manual dexterity. He can help me out. Yeah. Oh, so creepy, so cute. Mostly Tesani could, like, scream in her face. Exactly. Stay down! <laughs> yeah, she, she starts to wake up again. She's just like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Tesani will move northwest one square there to flank with you. Gross. Uh, all right. Then we are going to stand up. That would provoke two attacks of opportunity. One from Ooh and one from Brianna. Beautiful. Yeah. And if either of them hit, it'll provoke from me. Oh. <laughs> this is just the beat circle. That's a hit. Is Marshall's aura on? Yes. Okay. So even if I do a, a whatchamacallit's. Oh, 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 no. So... Ooh hit and Brianna critically hit. I doubt this thing was going to be awake when I get to it, but if it is, somehow they're all minimum damage or something, I'll react to murder. Okay. Brianna, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Well, you can go first. I just rolled my card. That's all. Okay. 30. 30 points of damage. Uh, all right. And then that's your crit. In true Brianna fashion, she rolled triple damage. So that would be... 21 times 3 is 63. There you go. Thank you. 63? Three points of non-lethal damage. Of non-lethal damage. Actually, I'm sorry. That's not enough, but I think it'll be fine. I forgot the plus two for move. Would you like to uh, describe how you knock them out? I feel like Brianna would kind of do like a, a batter up motion and just like 
bring the flat of her sword to the base of uh, this poor soul's skull and uh, just knock him out. But I feel like with such force that they kind of go careening maybe uh, into Ooh, but because Ooh is, again, such a force, they just kind of like bounce back into the square they were in. And yeah, go team. <laughs> and combat's over. Wow. Hooray. That's the kind of combat I like. When they get like, Two actions total. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had such fun things to do, too, and I couldn't do any of them. Well, I'm right by the southern door, so I'm going to poke my head in at the slaves who are running the Wheel of Pain or Wheel of Torment, whatever it was. Motivation. So as you look in there, what appears to be a modified wheel from a grain mill sits on a slab in this room, attached to a chain connected to a large, complex mechanical contraption in the corner. In there, you see nine exhausted slave laborers in this room, continually turning the spokes on the large wheel to cause the contraption in the corner to grind, smoke, and weeds. What kind of ancestries and stuff are the prisoners tied to it so I know the language to attempt? You see mostly dwarves. In fact, you see all dwarves. Okay, I'm going to attempt common then and just tell them, you know, like wave my hands like, you can, you can stop, you can stop. They're, the ones in the other room are dispatched for the moment. My name is Soraya. They all stop pushing it and kind of slump down a little bit. Um, I'm going to go get our champion and be able to assess all of you. Uh, uh, Brianna, are you indisposed at the moment? No. Brianna will toss the manacles over to Twin Talon and Ooh. Be like, you two behave. And she'll walk on over. <laughs> <laughs> These are for the prisoners, just so you're aware. Oh. Whose eyebrows are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> the full Jack Black. Hiya. So as Brianna walks in here, you kind of look over this contraption and you realize that the chain is going through something that just makes this wheel harder to turn. It provides no other function. And this is a sort of altar devoted to Droskar. This is a device built solely as a method of honoring the taskmaster deity with pointless, grueling labor provided by unfortunate slaves. Brianna will we'll stiffen at the clear cruelty done by this god and, and send a quick prayer to her own for strength and then kindly turn to the prisoners big. Hello, my, my name is Brianna and we're here to help. We're here to save you. How are you guys? I don't feel like she'd ask. How are you feeling? She'd like take a quick cursory glance, see how folks are in terms of wounds and like, and she'll probably also take out uh, her water thing. <laughs> like Soraya pulls out like rations and stuff and starts handing them out. Yeah. Yeah. So this room is clearly like, they're just clearly exhausted. They've been worked to the bone, pushing this pointless thing. One of them kind of stands up and looks at you, goes, my name is Zamak. The slavers from the other room were Droskar worshippers, and that the leader is a ruthless dwarf woman named Ilsara Embermead. Well met, Zamak. We've been looking for you. We're glad to see you're okay. You're alive. She will hand her water skin over and start undoing any manacles. I guess I, I can tell this is a horrific device for solely for Droskar's worship. She says that more towards Soraya than that they probably know what they've been <laughs> enlisted to do. Well, your guild leader has heard them. I'm looking for you. If you want to take your companions here and report back to the regents, we are going to continue exploring whatever this 
unholy, I don't even know the word. Sanction. Yeah. Did you ever see anyone more than the two in the other room? Yes, yes. Some days we were not forced to turn this, but we were forced to work in the forges in the next room. Careful of the undead guardian there. But there are more slaves that toil in there as well. Undead, you say? <laughs> yeah, they just exchange a look. <laughs> Brianna's like, yes. Sorry, he's like, I don't know what you're about. <laughs> Let's cut to the other room while you guys are helping them out. Matt, Heidi, Rob. So after Twin Talon locks up the Durgar with the manacles that were provided, and he will probably pull some more out of the bag. I'm sure we have some in the bag. So he'll, he'll manacle their hands behind them and then their feet together, and then the two chains in between together as well. So they're kind of like hogtied. And then he will start patting them down to see what they have and get any weapons away from them. All right. You pull off of their body a corrosive whip and a composite longbow. In the bag? In the bag. In the bag, in the bag. <laughs> Do they have anything else? Keys or maps or a diary that tells us all about stuff? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, then he's going to cast Heal Companion on Tesani, who has zero damage, which will then come back and he'll get the healing from that with his amulet, and that should top him off. Yeah, go ahead and roll how much you heal, and then we'll put it back onto you. Heidi, what is Ooh doing? Ooh is deeply uncomfortable by the slaves in the next room, and so she is purposefully keeping herself in this room and she's looking at the tall lady and admiring the tall lady <laughs> and she goes and she sniffs her hair oh, what? creepy I'm uncomfortable and then she'll look at Twin Talon and she'll say so uh, I've been thinking more about this um, date and Sans the sniffing this lady's hair uh, which you definitely didn't see um, I was wondering <laughs> nervous breathing would you like to have some dinner with me after this is done. Not just straights, but like dinner. Sure, we can eat once we're, we're finished. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm looking forward to it. And then she'll just find a door open. <laughs> Twin Talon is uh, refocusing for 10 minutes. Grana is poking her head. Pikachu, I choose <laughs> that door. All right. Rob, what is Knife Start doing? Quick question. There's nobody on the wheel anymore, right? Correct. Okay. I'm going to cast Telekinetic Bombardment and smash the wheel against the wall. Okay. Right on. You shatter the wheel. Just going to calmly walk in and just like destroy it <laughs> and then just turn around and walk back out of the room. Can Brianna like pat his shoulder as he passes? Right. Like the good game kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> You give him a pat on the butt. Got it. I feel like you'd have to kneel to do that, though. Yes. <laughs> Shoulder or, like, pat on the head. Top of the head, yeah. <laughs> I think Brina would want to, like, mend any wounds as she can from the from the uh, prisoners before they leave, if, if at all possible. Yeah. As you're doing that, you hear that a couple of them talking that they can't believe that Dwergar would be listening to orders from a dwarf. That's weird. Is it? Dwergars and dwarves fight ceaselessly, and it is very weird for Dwergar to listen to dwarves unless they're obscenely powerful. Hmm. Or serving the same deity, perhaps? Possible. And this dwarf is this ember mead? Yes. Okay. That's definitely something to keep an eye out. Is there something else we need to be sure or know about this ember mead? Other than they're possibly very powerful and also dwarven? Like where they are? Don't know where they are. We've been locked in this room, the forge, or the bedchambers that they provided. Uh, I use bedchambers very loosely. Do you have any idea what they were using the forge 
orange? You get to see what that was, what they were doing while you were stoking it? No, we never saw the different pieces to put together, but it looked like parts of a mold put together. A mold for what? It was spherical in shape, but that's all we, we know. May I roll religion to kind of brain more from what I know of Droskar? Since, you know, my religion is so good and I always roll very high, I'm manifesting, guys. I'm manifesting. Yes, you may. You rolled high last time I rolled it for you secretly. That's true, but you rolled it for me. That is the difference. Well, Sean usually rolls like shit. (laughs) I rolled a 26 religion. This doesn't sound like anything related to Droskar. Interesting. You said spherical. Yes. Or orb-like shape, but... It was a circle, a big circle. How big are we talking? Now I'm going to see if I can roll crafting <laughs> instead. Aha, better, 32. They show you it's about the size of, like, it would take two hands to hold it. So two hands to hold the spherical shape. Hmm, interesting. Beach ball size? A little smaller, but yes. I suppose it could be anything, and we'll just have to see when we see it. Thank you so much. I feel like we've taken enough of your time, and you're dying for fresher air than this. The way should be clear. Can I ask you one question before you go? I guess. I don't know what you've done for us other than free us, but sure. Wow, you can stay down here then. (laughs) (laughs) That was completely sarcastic. I know it's hard to read. I've just... (laughs) been down here for so long. All right, put that wheel back together. (laughs) Have you heard anybody talk about a nearby magma dragon or possibly Armageddon engine? Anything like that? Nothing like that. I've heard them scheming about how they're going to overthrow the rulers above, but that's about it. Do you mean of uh, Kovlar or of a different place? Yes, yes. Kovlar, Kovlar. Okay. I don't know how far above we were talking. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, be safe. Use the buddy system. Get back. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and with that, they start to skip out. I would imagine shuffle, but okay. I heal them. Hi-ho, hi-ho. To Kovalar we go. <laughs> yes, racist. All right. So you have freed the dwarves from the ceaseless mill. They did tell you there were more slaves in the forge room but there is a undead spirit guardian there. Okay. And we got all the goodies out of the, the Durgar? Yes, I was wrong. You did find a couple of other things on the Dwergar. Plus one resilient scale mail, plus one striking composite longbow, 50 arrows, a scroll, and a plus two striking corrosive whip. Okay, so weapons and armor can go into the back. What about on the uh, the big lady? No one's dealt with her yet. She's still lying there groaning, uh, bleeding profusely. Ooh, you want to fill her up? That phrase shortens brain out? <laughs> yes. No, what's happening? So I look at her and I know she's bad and I, I do give her a, a pat down, but I'm like not very nice about it. A thorough searching. Got it. So you find a blowgun, 20 darts, leather armor, four doses of a gray poison. You don't know exactly what it is, but it is gray. A purple liquid, a rapier, and a ruby and sapphire ring. I will put the ruby and sapphire ring on. I will put everything in the bag except for the gray liquid. I will bring that to Soraya. There's two liquids. There's a gray and a purple. The gray and the purple liquid. I'll hold them in each hand and I'll be like, Soraya, what? I don't know what these are. What are these? I will make a crafting check. Yep. I'm going to post them to the 
chat. Are these alchemical or magical? Alchemical. Okay, cool, because I have a bonus to that. Critical success. You only have to roll one because you critically succeeded. Critically succeeded on both of them. So you identify four doses of the gray liquid as a lethargy poison. Oh, guess that makes sense. Keeping prisoners docile. And the purple one is purple worm venom. And you have two doses of that. A lethargy poison is commonly used in hit and run tactics by drow and others who want their victims alive. The ambusher retreats until the poison sets in and the victim falls unconscious. Further exposure to lethargy poison does not require that the target attempt additional saving throws. Only failing a saving throw against an ongoing exposure can progress its stage. DC 18, it is an injury poison. Maximum duration is four hours. Stage one is slowed for one round. Stage two is slowed one for one minute. Stage three is unconscious with no perception check to wake up for one round. And stage four is unconscious with no perception check to wake up for 1d4 hours. And the purple worm venom is alchemical consumable injury poison, DC 32 fortitude save. Maximum duration is six rounds. Stage one is 5d6 poison and enfeebled two for one round. Stage two is 6d6 poison and enfeebled two for one round. And then stage three is 8d6 poison and enfeebled two for one round. And you have two sets of those. Interesting little uh, potions here. Well, do you think we could use them in the next room? Very possibly, but I do believe... Am I remembering correctly? Dwarves are still highly fortitudinous and resistant to poison by result? Some. The next room supposedly has an undead guardian, so I don't think the poisons are going to be useful against that. Yeah, either way. Well, we do have our oil for choice of where to go next anyway. There's four doors that I can see we haven't opened. Yeah. Although I have to believe some of those go to the same place because they're so close together. Yeah, I would assume like the, the northern doors on the west go to pretty much the same place. And... Well, let's let's do this. I'll let you guys think about <laughs> it. What doors you want to look at. And then we can explore these options later. Oh, by the way, Twin Talon, you just opened uh, the door to the privy. <laughs> okay. And it smells like poop. I don't know that I opened those, but okay. Well, whoever opened those, you're standing right by the poop hole. How modern. They have bathrooms. Katrian would love this place. <laughs> I was going to say, is this the murder hotel? Anyway, bye. Oh, hush you. <laughs> bye, everybody. See you next week. Goodbye. Watch Only Murders in the Building. Season three just started. Oh, it did? Yes. <laughs> so good. Thank you for listening to the... Lesnard's log, 3234th day, 10 Erodus. My last trip went perfectly. Take that, dog. The professor seems very pleased, but was reluctant to give me belly rubs. He did let me keep the pair of azimuth pistols in the lockbox, though. The time for the culmination project is coming close. In a few weeks' time, he will send me, Blesnot, craftiest of my kind, to go back in time very many much years and see what caused the gap. Then, the recall mechanism, which to this point has not been used or tested, in the pod should allow me to travel forward back to just moments after I left. This is what I was trained for. You're scared. I'm not scared. End log. Crack Die Podcast. 
please visit us at crackdivepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash Podcast. <laughs>